Ah, here we are again. Week nine of our 10-week series in the Ten Commandments. Imagine that. Ten weeks in the Ten Commandments. This is deep here. Uh, if you haven't been with us for the last eight weeks, now nine weeks, um, we've been going through this series in effort to honestly combat COVID. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of funny, but um, when we started this way back when COVID first hit, we were not really sure how things were going to pan out. We didn't know when we could have kids ministry again. Um, we didn't even really honestly know if we would have regular service again. So uh, we did this in effort to engage both the older people in our congregation and the youngest in efforts to come together and worship together as a family. Because if whether you're online or in person, a kid's attention is a about as long as their ages. So we were understanding that. And so we made our, our sermons a little bit smaller. We put a few fun things in there. So if you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable today, <laughs> I totally understand. We're going to be throwing some stuff at you if you're visiting today or if you're checking us out online. Um, we're throwing some stuff at you that probably you've never experienced before. And so with that, we're going to be turning to the book of Exodus. It's going to be up on the screen so you don't necessarily have to go in your Bibles um, and read verse... 20 verse chapter 20 verse 16 and it simply says you must not testify falsely against your neighbor in short you must not lie right now as much as we like to uh, talk about lying not really um, I like to frame this in more of a positive sense so today we're going to be talking about truth Right? In order to define what is a lie, we need to know what is truth. And so we're going to be looking more towards truth today. And I find it very interesting because both Angie and Linda both had messages centering around what is truth. And I think that there's a theme going on here. And if you are watching the news, social media, whatever you watch, you're probably getting a boatload of information. Probably not much of it is really truth. So we want to define what is truth today. And so that brings us to our big idea today. And you're going to hear this uh, throughout the sermon today. I did cut it back a little bit from what we're used to because I thought it might be getting a little bit obnoxious having it five, six times throughout the message. So we, we pared it back a little bit today. And the, the simple message today that we're hoping to get across is the simple statement, the truth will set me free. So every time you hear this sound, hey, what's the big idea? Yeah, you're going to stand up to your feet and you're going to say with me, the truth will set me free. And if you can't stand up, I totally understand. You can still say it loud and proud. So the truth, lying. I'm pretty sure everybody in here, even the youngest of us, can understand the power of telling the truth or the pain of not telling the truth, of lying. Everybody in here has most definitely experienced somebody who has spoken a lie to them, right? You've had somebody come up to you and say right to your face, I think you look great today when you know you're not looking the greatest today. Now, I'm not saying any of you, that's you today. We, we've all experienced when we know somebody's just not telling the truth. You're like, that's not, no, that's lie, Right? It really doesn't hurt you too much, right? Like, it, it's like, come on, would you just tell me the truth? I, I don't have time for this, right? But sometimes when somebody lies to you and you find out later that they weren't telling the truth, it kind of damages your relationship. You don't trust them quite as much anymore. 
But ultimately, there is nothing that hurts more than when somebody lies about you behind your back. Now, some of you have experienced this, and I myself have experienced this, and there's nothing that hurts worse. Everybody at some time in their life, whether you've already experienced or you will, will experience somebody who's lied about you behind your back. Now, it could be like myself where I experienced this in my own career where somebody I knew, a good friend of mine, went to my superiors and told them a bunch of lies. Now, I don't know the person's motive, quite honestly, but the things that they said about me, if they were true, would have taken me out of my career for good. In the least, they would have probably got me seriously reprimanded and maybe even some time off. That's in the least. But thankfully, my superiors knew me well, and they called me up and asked me, what in the world's going on, Luke? Like, this is not seemingly right. And so we had a conversation, and they, of course, addressed the issue. But that changed me. And there's things about me that I will never be the same because of that experience, because somebody lied about me behind my back. And I can guarantee you, if you've experienced somebody who lied about you behind your back, your relationship with them... It might be okay now, but it's never going to be the same as it was before those lies occurred. They will forever change you. They destroy you. They hurt you. Speaking the truth matters. It matters a great deal. But the reality is, we're all prone to lying. Right? I mean, as much as (laughs) you and I don't appreciate it when somebody lies to us or about us, we're still prone to lie. In fact, James says this in in the book of James, chapter 3, verse 2. And he says, indeed, we all make many mistakes. I think we'd all agree. We Each one of us in here makes many mistakes. We can say yes to that. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. James is just stating the obvious. You and I are prone to lie. And then he goes on to say, if you want to continue on in the book of James going down, he compares the tongue to a rudder, to an uncontrolled fire that lights things up, can destroy. But then he says something in verses 9 and 10 that I really wanted to highlight today. And he says, sometimes it, that is our words or our tongue, praises our Lord and Father. And sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessings and curses come pouring out of this same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is what I really wanted to highlight. This is not right. So though James is admitting, and we would admit right with him, we're going to lie in our lives. The reality is is it's still not okay. It's not right to tell a lie about somebody else. Words matter. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Your words, whether it's truth or lies, are going to have a consequence, either good or bad. Later, he says in Proverbs 10.20 and 21, I should say earlier, The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of the fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but the fools are destroyed by the lack of their common sense. Think about that. Your words not only give you life, they give others lives, 
or they can destroy a life, yours or others. Truth, though, brings life. Hey, what's the big idea? And say, the truth will set me free. All right, so Bobby and Sally could not be with us today, unfortunately. We so appreciate them, but we didn't catch them earlier in the week. Not really following this rule very well. Sally? Yeah. Are you on the... My, I mean, my... My my stool, my timeout stool. You're on my timeout stool. I know, and I don't like it. What would you do? Well, mom is just so pretty, and I wanted to be pretty like mom, so I just used some of her makeup. That's all. That's it. Well, no. I made a mess. And then she asked me if I was in home makeup, and I said no. Wait, you don't mean mom's good Dollar Tree makeup, do you? Yeah, the expensive stuff. And then you lied about it, too? Well, yeah, I didn't want to get in trouble. Well, you kind of got in trouble anyway. Yeah, I know, it didn't work very well. You probably got in more trouble when you lied about it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how long you on there for? Three hours. Three hours? Yeah. That's like a lot. That's like a, foot, a football game. I know, and I don't like it. Well, you want to do something when you get off of there? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll be outside playing. You come find me. All right, I'll do that. Okay. Bye, Bobby. Bye, Tally. <laughs> yep, they... They probably uh, learned their lesson after that. Three hours on the stool. That'll do it. So, obviously, lying destroys us. It destroys others. Whether you even know it or not, it will affect your relationships. Even if you never get found out, I guarantee you it's going to affect your relationship because you know it. And you'll never feel right about it because you and God are in communion. And when you lie, it destroys your relationship, not only with others and yourself, but with God as well. And so we need to understand, though, what is truth? We brought up today already. What is truth? Who do you listen to? Right? I mean, if you listen to one side, it'll tell you one thing. If you listen to another side, it'll tell you something totally opposite. So every time we pick a side in society, we are going to be led one way or another. And it's not always going to be truth because how many of you understand that there is not a perfect human out there, right? There is nobody who knows all things, who understands all things and is everywhere at all times. There's only one, and that is Jesus himself. And so we need to understand the world and every issue that there is in existence through the eyes of Jesus, through the eyes of his word. We need to go to God's word. John 17, 17 says it so clearly where Jesus says, sanctify them. Now, this is him talking to the father. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. God's word is truth. Of course, we find God's word in the Bible, Amen. in the scripture. In Acts 17, 11, this is probably one of the, the most popular verses in regards to this topic. 
Now these Jews, this is talking about the Berean Jews. Now Paul's going around and talking to all these people. And he goes to the Bereans and he says that they were more noble than those in Thessalonica. For they received the word, that is the apostles' teaching. They were going around teaching God's word. And they received it with eagerness examining the scripture daily to see if these things were so, right? So, okay, I I need to explain this because not everybody may understand this, but here's about what they had of the Bible during the time of the apostles. This part of it. This part came later. And so what the apostles were doing was they were proclaiming about Jesus. They didn't have the gospels. They didn't have the letters to all the churches. They just had the Old Testament, And so what the Bereans were doing was they were hearing the word from the apostles being preached, much like what I'm doing right now. And what they would do is they would go back to the Old Testament and they're like, okay, is this lining up with what we read in the Bible? And so that's exactly what we see going on is when we hear truth, whatever that truth might be in the world, we need to go back to the Bible and say, is it so? Or am I going off in some human knowledge that is just fallible. It's not right. It can't be perfect because we're not perfect. We're all sinners. So we need to go back to God's word because it is the ultimate source of truth. Now, I learned in my education uh, through the master's program that I've been going through that there is different sources, right? And so you have what we call secondary sources, which is things like a book, right? If you like Francis Chan, for instance, that would be a secondary source. Or even a textbook can be a secondary source. It's not the primary source. The primary source is where we get our information. So if you're doing research, for instance, and you're trying to figure out how many people go to church in America. And so then in America, you take this big survey, say 100 people from every state. And you survey 100 people. How many of you go to church on a Sunday? That would be a primary source if you're doing research or if you're studying. That would be the source that you can say, this is accurate. We didn't fudge the numbers. We just asked and this is what we got. This is an accurate source of knowledge. It's truth. Now, of course, we don't know everybody, but of those 100 people in every state, this is what we know as a representative. Ultimately, though, our truth, the truth comes from God's word. It is the ultimate, ultimate source. It is the primary, primary source that we get our information from. This is it. Every other truth comes from that. All truth is ultimately God's truth. But many times we confuse it and mess it up. But this is infallible. This is accurate. John eight thirty one and 32 says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him. Now this is like us this morning. We're sitting here. We believe in him. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Here it is. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set. Hey, what's the big idea? One more time. Come on. Do you believe that? The truth. Not, Not some politician. We love politicians. Nothing against them. Even pastors, evangelists, what your hero, your mentors, 
they're going to get things wrong. They're going to fail you. We try to be like Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit, but we're going to fail. We need the Scripture. We need God's Word. So the second thing that we can gain truth from is through the Holy Spirit. It's through the Holy Spirit. Our time in communion, in conversation, in time with Him, He will give us truth through our conversations with Him. We get this in John 14, 25, and then, of course, John 16, 13 in just a moment. But this is Jesus as he's about to go to be with the Father. And all of his disciples are like, you can't go. Jesus, you cannot go. If you go, we're going to be powerless. Like, you, you have got it all. We need you with us to be successful. In fact, if you leave, we might get thrown in jail and, and be persecuted. Like, there's something about you that wherever you go, the people just like, they, they can't do anything. They're powerless against you. But Jesus looks at them and he says in John 14, 25, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. When we spend time with God and we, we speak to him and we allow him to speak to us, he gives us and he teaches us the truth. We need that time. We need that time with God. Then John sixteen thirteen, Jesus says to him again, when the spirit of truth comes, of course, that's the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth. Guide you to all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. That's coming from the Father. And he will declare to you all things that are to come. Hey, what's the big idea? Why not? Okay, I promise that'll be the last time. Now, I will admit that when I spend time with God in prayer, so often I like to pray for the needs that are on my heart, or I pray for the community or our church family or, or somebody that I know who's going through a struggle. Sometimes it's a real hard time to just quiet yourself and allow God to speak to you. And there's, there's that difference. So often we think of prayer as we just need to talk to God, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. But did you ever realize that he wants to talk to you as well? Amen. You see, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to barter in and force you to listen. It's your choice. You have to say, yes, I'm going to sit here. And as awkward as this is going to be, in my chair or in my couch or out in the wilderness, wherever it is that you like to talk to God, I'm just going to sit here and listen and ask God, what do you have for me today? And expect him to talk and just be okay with five minutes of silence, 10 minutes of silence, an hour of silence. Because sometimes, maybe this is just me, I'm not saying this is you, but sometimes I have so much garbage in my head that it takes an hour, two hours to get that junk out. Because we have a million things flying at us, right? I mean, you have work. What's going to happen at work? What's going to happen at school? What, what's happening in, dare I say, politics? What, what do we expect next with COVID? We have all these things that are just bombarding us. 
And we're still just trying to figure out what is what in this world now. And we forget that we need to spend time with God. And when we do spend time with Him, we don't have a whole lot of time left. And so we, we spend five minutes and we ask Him to, to help our family, to give us strength for today. And then we go on in our day. But He wants to talk to us. And sometimes we have so much in there that we need to spend a couple hours just in His presence and asking God, clear me of my thoughts. Clear me of all the other thoughts that I've put in my heart and in my mind. Speak to me. That's going to take some intensive time of seeking Him. But it's worth it. If we want to know the truth, we need to spend time with the source of truth. That is His Word and allowing Him to speak to us through prayer. So once we are filled with this truth, we have to do something with it, right? As this whole commandment is to speak not lies, but truth. We need to speak the truth, and and I'm not going to spend so much time on this today, but this is a, another topic for another time as we come to a close. We need to speak the truth in love. We need to speak the truth in love. Because in Christianity... Something happens when we get the truth inside of us. We're so passionate for us that for it that we just we just let it fly, right? And the people who are around us are like, "Whoa, buddy, okay, that may be true, but I I'm not going to receive that." We need to speak it in love because this world is so angry right now that it's not receiving things very well. How do we do that? That's for that time with God. Allow him to speak to us will come through because every situation is different, right? Who are you talking to today that needs the truth? The person you talk to tomorrow will need it in a different way, right? That's where that sensitivity of the Holy Spirit, what do you want for me today? How do you want me to react today? It has to take time. All right, so right now... Usually I have Mrs. Tina come on up and she leads us in our sword drill. So we're going to shake it up today because she's not here. So what we're going to do is we're going to still do the sword drill, but we're going to do it my way. So you need to stand up still if you want to participate today in our sword drill. Now, if you've never done a sword drill before, here's how it works. We have a Bible verse that will be told in just a moment, but I can't say it right now because somebody will be cheating on their phone. I know it. And so we're going to share that verse. And when the music starts, then you're going to try to find the verse. We're going to put the Bibles on the head because that's how I do it. When the music starts, you slap that down on your leg and then you try to find it. First person who says, I got it and comes up here and proves it will be the winner. And oh, I wish I had something to give you today. Maybe I'll figure out something. All right. We're waiting for a few more people to stand up. We got Bibles on their heads. This is so much fun. Mr. Juice always uses his phone. But notice he doesn't win. Mr. <laughs> or does he? I love you, Mr. Juice. Oh, what would we do without you? All right. So the verse today is Ephesians 4, 15. And wait for the music. There you go. Ephesians. 
Bingo. I got a bingo. That works. We got it. Oh, come on up. Jody, you're the winner and you're the front row, so that must mean if you sit in the front row, you're a winner. If you squint hard enough, you're going to see it. See. Sorry know. about our Bibles. We'll fix yep. that. Okay, Ephesians um, 4.15. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Amen. Oh, that's good, Jody. Man, you're always a winner in my books, Jody. Your husband, too. I don't want to. I don't want to leave them out. So up on the screen we have a little different translation, but uh, they're both really good. Speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head, the body, the church. <sighs> truth and love. Do we believe that, church? We need to speak the truth. We need to speak it in love. In this world of craziness, it is so needed. Loving people, speaking the truth. George Orwell, I didn't know this guy until I found this quote online. It just blew me away. He said, in a time of universal deceit, <laughs> I think we could agree we're probably in that right now, in universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Isn't that good? Man, I don't know about you, but this this culture, the society we're in, I don't know what to believe anymore. I've spent the last three or four months just asking myself, what what do I what source do I believe in? Because what we were told at the beginning of this pandemic is seems to be totally different now. And it probably will change in the next three months again. And some of these laws that are being made, they, they just don't make sense. We have to wear a mask here, but we don't have to wear a mask there. And it just, things don't match up, right? And so we have all these conflicting things. We have, we have politics now just heating up and people saying things about each other that you just have no clue. And so this anger, this polarization, and it's creeping into the church. We see people in churches who are so divided and can't agree. And all of a sudden it starts affecting their relationship and they're being torn apart. And today, I just want to tell you, let's get back to what matters. And that's why at Nexus, a few weeks ago, I just put my foot down and us and the leadership team just made it. Our focus, we spend our Thursday nights connecting through God's word and through prayer. That's what we do. Because that's what's important. And if we keep looking towards Jesus and towards his word and the Holy Spirit, those other things are still going to be real, but that's what we're going to be united on. We're not going to be united on some cause or whatever might come our way. We, we can't even think of all the different things. We're going to be united on Jesus Amen. and on his move. Amen. And so as the worship team comes back up and we just have some time to reflect, what does this mean 
for us today. You're going to walk out of here today and you're going to go back to your same world, this the same social media world that's going to tell you everything that you have to do or you need to know. Don't believe the lies. Believe the truth of God's word. Continue to fight for his word. Spend time with it. Make it more important than opening up Facebook. And I say that to myself as much as to anybody else. Go to his word, not to some media source or wherever. Study his word and know his truth. Then, then when you're faced with opposition, faced with different views, then share the truth of God's word in love. If you could stand this morning, please stand and join with us. Father, I pray for your people today. God, we live in a divided, crazy world that's telling us so many different things that even people who are supposedly saying the same thing or trying to fight for the same cause are saying different things we don't even know father what to believe anymore but god this much we know no matter what fallen human people will do or say or believe one thing will never change that is your word and you will speak to us in time of prayer if we listen so father i pray that over your people today as we go out as we come back to our normal world after worshiping you and being encouraged and challenged today i pray that you will give them your holy spirit and you will remind them throughout the week i got to go back to your word i know this might not seem like the right time or i just have a million things going on but i know that right now i just need jesus I need him. I pray that people would hunger, hunger for you, more of you, because this world will never satisfy. And so challenge, comfort, and encourage your people today in Jesus' name.
make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you.
children, and their children, and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations. And your family, and your children, and their children, and their children. May His presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. With you in the morning, in the evening, and you're coming, and you're going, and you're weeping, and rejoicing. He is for you, 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 he is for you. because it is God. It is God who blesses and who keeps. It is God who blesses you. You believe that this morning? You believe that this morning? May His presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you in the morning in the evening and you're coming you're going, and you're weeping, and rejoicing. He is for you, 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 He is for you.
speak your blessing this morning, Father, over your people as they go. Help them to know, Father, that you are always with them, that you never leave them, that you never forsake them. And as they go today, your blessing is upon them. Father, may they seek you with all of their heart and know that you are truth and you are the way and you are the life and you are the only one to the Father. And Father, you so, 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 so desire to live with us, to dwell in us. And that means all the time, not just on Sunday morning, but all the time, all the time. So go, Holy Spirit, go. May we walk in truth, in truth. May we speak the truth. May we believe the truth. We can only do that by seeking after you. Holy Spirit, teach us what is true. Thank you. Go. Go in the blessing. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord.